Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. There's a, a positive characteristic y'all have as women that can bite you in the family, and that is your mercy and forgiveness capabilities. So what I tend to see happening, and as I watch my daughter uh, evolving, it's not really a surprise that it starts so early in the process, because when you take a close look at junior high and high school age boys, you would never have a guy friend at all through those years if you ran away every time they were hurtful in their behavior. Okay? I did some, some of my own horrific memories of my own behavior in junior high and high school. Like, I can't believe women didn't take a flamethrower to me. And like, oh my gosh, you are scary. And uh, so what women tend to do is they tend to be uh, resilient and forgiving and merciful. And so if a dumb boy says something rude in high school, she goes, well, boys are dumb. And we just look, look past it and we become friends again. And so that's a glorious capability. And so by the time you marry a guy in your uh, early, mid, late 20s, you've been practicing for years overlooking uh, masculine inappropriate behavior. And so that's phenomenal. I mean, I'm very grateful for that or else I would never have a girlfriend or a wife. So thank you for that. But now that we're no longer uh, 20 year olds, now that we're no longer junior high, any man you would consider being in a relationship with should have the frontal lobe development and maturity to no longer be impulsively abusive at all. Okay, not at all, there should be zero. So if you experience a guy who is hurting you, you create distance really fast. You don't give him more chances, you don't say, well, he hit me in the face with a frying pan. Maybe he did it on accident. I'll give him another chance tomorrow. No, 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 no. You retreat as fast as you can. If a guy, now let me give you an example of uh, what I hope I was a good example of. When I was engaged to my wife, uh, about uh, six to eight weeks before the wedding, my arrogance and I don't even know how to name the rest of my issues at the time started to become unlivable. Okay, it just became something that she's all like, no. Mm -mm. Maybe the other girls you've dated before are willing to go, oh, he's so smart. He does neat things. Let's pretend he doesn't actually do hurtful behaviors. She'd been married before and she's all, nope, not taking your crap. Peace out. Like, I'll go ahead and cancel the, the ceremony of the temple. And I'm all, wait, what? And she's all, no, no, I'm not going to let this be a part of my life. And I'm all, wait, what? And so... There wasn't a long lecture, there wasn't a long conversation, and it just had something, to, it sounded something like, if this is how you need to be, and this is your preferred personality, I don't want to be married to that. And I'm all, oh, now I had the option of going, fine, screw you, I'm out of here. But she left, she walked away, and I got a very clear awareness that she ain't coming back unless you make the necessary corrections. So she did not help me change. 
she just created a space where she refused to be in a relationship with a guy if he didn't grow up. Now, I'm pretty dang sure that I did not grow up adequately because I can think of at least a half a dozen scenarios after we got married that were similar, but not as bad. I, I was clear. I, the phrase in my head, she's, she abandoned a guy before, she'll abandon you too. She's ditched one guy, she'll ditch another. So I understood that if you, if you break the covenants by mistreating a woman, she has a right to walk away. She has a right to walk away, right? So the reason she allowed me back was because I clawed and worked and sweated and rep demonstrated adequate convincing behavior that I was serious about creating long-term change. So I totally support you ladies when you're forgiving and merciful when a guy has shown substantial investment. But if he if you walk away and he's right where he was when you walked away before and he's all, I'm just waiting for you to get over this thing you have about raising your standards for me. If that's his mentality, the image I have is a guy sitting on a rock in the middle of Nebraska while you pull your wagon towards Utah. And he says, I'm still sitting here. I'm going to still be sitting here when you get to Utah. And you're like, okay, if that's where you want to sit, holding my ground, woman, I'm holding my ground. You just sit on that rock and hold it. Okay. Maybe it'll hatch into a pelican. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life and ready when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.